I love Joel Bowers. I cannot say that enough. Joel Bowers is one of my all-time favorite humans. I have more fun in my conversations with him over the past 12 years of knowing him. And I've actually had deeper conversations with Joel than just about anybody else. But at the same time, we end up having conversations that sound like this. (laughs) If my mouth isn't on (laughs) the lead singer's mouth... Preferably a dude with a big beard. I'm not. I am out. I'm not doing it. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. What are you talking to me? Who are you? Hot quiz, hot shot. You expect me to talk? Welcome to my podcast, Rob Morgan is a Curious Person. Question number two, can you retrain your brain? First of all, f- oh, first of all, are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> That's why these things are so hard for me. First off, first off, I'd like to thank my non-sponsor. Yes. Okay. You know what? Right. <laughs> I just sound like an idiot. First off, I want to say how grateful I am to not have to deal with sponsor crap for this podcast. You know, when I'm thinking about how grateful I am to not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, I want to celebrate by giving myself a perfectly cold Guinness. Uh, you know, I've got one right here, a Guinness Nitro IPA. I think I'm going to pour one for myself, celebrating the fact that I don't have to deal with sponsors for this podcast. You know, when I think of Guinness, uh, the fact that it's an Irish dry stout that originated in the brewery of Arthur Guinness in St. James Gate Brewery in the capital city of Dublin, Ireland, 1759. Like, we all, we all know that. It's just a common fact. 1759, that's a long time ago. I'm, look, I'm looking at this Guinness Nitro IPA that came out. That's not that long ago. You know, it makes me think of... A grandpa going down to an electronics store and picking up a brand new Xbox, teaching old dog new tricks, constantly driving for, uh, in my opinion, I would say perfection. I'm. S- <laughs> it's clearly made of more. Yes, it's clearly made of more. Uh, I have no idea what the hell more tastes like, but I like it. Sarah? But she is sweet. <laughs> what? More. More. What about it? She tastes sweet. Oh. Like it's a lady. Oh, more is a lady. All right. Mmm. Mm, tastes like mother's milk. <laughs> I am sitting recording the intro to the second podcast at our dining room table for one reason and one reason only. And that reason is I suck at doing these voiceovers and intros. Uh, I recorded a bunch of them for these podcasts. I've done a ton of interviews already, even though this is the second one out. Uh, But I did them in my studio. And Sarah, how would you describe 
what those sounded like. Rob Morgan is clearly not meant to ever be alone. <laughs> that, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. So I'm sitting here. I'm, I thought, okay, they're way too serious. I have no interest in teaching anybody anything with these podcasts. Uh, I, I'm viewing it as I'm sitting down with the most interesting people that I come in contact with. Uh, and this is just a way of you can pull up a stool to the bar and eavesdrop on the conversation. However, the voiceovers I've been doing in the intros for the first bunch of these did not sound like that. It was way too serious and self-helpy. So I wanted to sit down in the most comfortable place with my all-time favorite person, my best friend, Sarah, and wife. Mm, tastes like mother's <laughs> milk. <laughs> At our dining room table. And intro these. Okay. So that's really all I have to say. Hey, speaking... Oh, also, speaking of people that are, air quotes, not sponsors, I also want to mention Narrate Films, who took all took the pictures for all the promotional stuff that you're going to see online. Um, hey, while you're online, I would be so honored if you take 90 seconds to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, comment and rate it. I'm going to do a giveaway from our clearly not a sponsor, Guinness. And what is it? Sarah, okay, I've got some Guinness glasses that Guinness gave us to give away. If you had to describe these Guinness glasses, these pint glasses, with two adjectives, how would you describe them? They're clearly made of more. They are... turtles walking... Quite festive. Festively with a pint of Guinness on their shelves. So if you comment and rate, ask me a question and I will answer your questions in my future episodes. Uh, But one person will be randomly or multiple people will be randomly selected for these cases of Guinness special edition collectible glassware. What? You called them cases. Oh, cases. Well, I mean, it's a case. Cases of cases of two. No, a set of glasses. Oh, yeah. Sets of glasses. They're thinking you're going to give them like a case of glasses or a case of beer. No, there's, if you win... All you get are two 16-ounce glasses two with glasses. turtles on them. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I met Joel downtown Minneapolis at the Freehouse to grab breakfast. You're actually at the North Loop. You go what? You're actually at the North Loop. It's is very that, different. Okay, North Loop, Minneapolis. If people are not from Minneapolis, North Loop is downtown. If you live in downtown or northeast, then it's the North Loop, right? No, if you live in Minneapolis, you know it's the North Loop. <laughs> but yes, you're right. If you're not from Minneapolis, you wouldn't know, so that's fine. If you're not from Minneapolis, you're going to say Minneapolis-St. Paul. We met we met somewhere in the middle of Minnesota, for those of you that are not from the United States that are listening in. Uh, somewhere in the middle of Minnesota, in the middle northern part of America. Here's my interview with Joel Bowers. <laughs> what? Somewhere in Minnesota, yeah. in North America. In North America. So here's here's my interview with Joel Bowers at the Free House, in the North Loop of downtown of downtown Minneapolis. This is a good one. No, I gotta pee. Listen to the whole one. It's gonna be good. You go pee. I'm gonna play this episode. You're gonna play the whole episode? Well, no, for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm trying to do is retrain my brain. 
and and put I I guess I mean I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to take on some of the Tony Robbins stuff and somebody might just shut off this thing right now when they hear Tony Robbins. Oh man, I love Tony Robbins. He's the man. Yeah. You don't know who he is. You don't know who he is until you've read a couple of his books, listened to about five of his podcasts, Mm -hmm. and watched the doc on Netflix. I'm not your guru. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Totally. So he has this whole thing about change the body, change the mind. Right? So um, he'll do crazy stuff like take a dunk in 57 degree water. His breathing exercises. His breathing exercises, or he'll he'll go and he'll just do some push-ups, or he'll jump on a trampoline, like a mini trampoline that he has, or whatever. I took a cold shower this morning because of the Tony Robbins. Because the Tony Robbins thing, yeah. Yeah. Experimenting with that. Totally, dude. Check out Wim Hof. Oh yeah, the Ice Man. Yeah, the Ice Man. Come on, I love it. We're just big Tim Ferriss geeks, aren't we? Oh, he's he's everything. That yeah. If you haven't checked out the Tim Ferriss podcast, you've got to do it. So good. So, change the body, change the mind. Yeah. Uh, also, like uh, he says, this great thing of of uh, get in your head, you're dead. Yes. Right. If it so that is me. That's that is me, me too, oh. man. Like the only thing that keeps me from sleeping is when I'm inside my head. I'm thinking about all the things that I need to do. I'm thinking about that interaction that I really ruminating man didn't yeah. like that I didn't do right by somebody, mm-hmm. or uh, maybe I didn't say something a certain way. Yes. And then I'm just like beating myself up over it. I have a choice to either ruminate about that mm-hmm. beat myself up say oh gosh I completely missed out an opportunity when I actually don't know what was going to happen yeah then you're, you're making up your own narrative I'm making up mind. my own yep. narrative that yep. probably it might not even exist yep. okay I, I came to this realization yeah. Rob yesterday oh. yesterday so all what day realization the realization that that, that might I happened. might have missed okay. an opportunity yeah. that right? somehow pops in your head yeah no, and it, it, I mean it was. It's like I said. This person is just known for doing outrageously generous things yeah. for people. Yeah. And uh, and I might have messed it up, Joel. You might have messed it up. Yeah. What did you do? What does that help? Yeah. It, that moment is come and gone. Yeah. And and so I need to learn a couple things from that situation. Number one, life happens while you're making decisions. Hmm. All right. Like while I'm making plans. Yeah. Break that down. While I'm making plans, other things are happening that are out of my control or may be related to God's cosmic design for my life Hmm. or God. It's maybe, maybe, you know, my desires and God's desires for me line up, but the way it's going to come about is completely different than the way I think it's going to. Right. So life happens while I'm making plans. Right? I need to realize that. Number two, don't be so sure of what's going to happen tomorrow that it messes up any type of relationship or even a good conversation that you could have today. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like the same idea of don't, don't, don't cash the check before it comes. Hmm. Uh Right? I mean, it's, it's things that come along relationally for us. Um, and I, it's, I'm not like a big prosperity gospel guy, 
I, I am trying to be more sensitive to how promotion and favor works because I feel like I haven't done a good job of holding it. That's, okay. that's primarily why I'm talking about this. Yeah. But there could be opportunities that I've missed because I'm so focused on what my plan is and my certainty of what it's supposed to be yeah. that uh, maybe God's going to provide a way for me to get there faster yeah. or to the same place in a different way, but I miss out on it because my roadmap is better yeah. and I can be arrogant and cocky yeah. about it, yeah. right? It's the the biggest, the, I mean, it's, and I, I just feel like um, any time that I, I think I'm in a test, I'm in a, like a, some, like something is testing my life. Right. Anytime I think I am, I'm really not. If if that's so funny. If you're yeah. if you're in a test, and you know that you're in a test, as far as life goes, it's probably a pretty easy test. Yeah. And so the the tests that come, that are the most important, are the ones that you don't even know you're in. Okay. And I don't say that to freak myself out or freak anybody else out, but yeah. I I. I feel that way. I, I yeah. feel like, okay, yeah, sometimes it's obvious. I, I need to show character and integrity in this moment, yeah. and it's important. I feel that, yes, it's a test. But yes. I think some of life's most important tests rely on character and integrity that you don't have to channel. It's just automatically developed, and it's there. Yes. And if it's not, yes. and if it's not there, if it's not there, uh, hopefully... I'll have an opportunity to take that test again. Yes. I have two questions that come to mind when you're saying all this stuff. Yeah. The first question refers to the past, and the second refers to the future. So the past is rumination. You say, I, I possibly have lost out on a lot of things in life because of my stance and the way I've held things. I know that for a fact I have, and I'm sure everybody has. Oh, so, I think we all have to so some you degree. Get you get into this ruminating, you're thinking you're past the point that there's any, it's outside of your circle of influence, you're past this point of there's anything you can do about it, and you realize your head is in a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, do you have any tools that help you get out of that? Yeah. Um, what I've been practicing lately is um, another Tony Robbins thing, is connecting my heart to my mind so scientifically what they say is if you hook yourself up to an EEG and an EKG do you know this have you heard this yeah if you hook yourself up to an EEG for your head right to measure your brain waves and and an EKG to measure your heart for lack of a of a better word right now your heart waves right which usually look like spikes and blips um if you fill your heart with gratitude for something that's really important uh, that you can identify in your life, mm-hmm. like I, whether it was a moment, whether it's a person, whether uh, uh, it's a feeling, it's something that you have, right? You fill your heart with gratitude. The EEG and the EKG do two really weird things is instead of the spikes those waves become round and they perfectly line up it's like they're tracing each other when you measure that 
Which really? is this, yeah, which is I this, didn't know that. It's a weird thing. I, it's you can look it up on YouTube. Okay. Like, um, uh, EKG, EEG, lined up, or whatever. Yeah. YouTube.com. Let me Google that for you.com. <laughs> So there's this really cool phys- physicality thing. I mean, that's the scientific side, but but essentially what I what I tried to do is I tried to fill my heart with gratitude. Fill your heart with gratitude. So what like specifically does that look like? Do you is any like, calming like sitting down and thinking specifically? First, I need to recognize that I'm in my head. Mm-hmm. And a, and a way of recognizing that you're in your head is if you feel stress or anxiety. Yeah. Of any kind. If you feel stress or anxiety, stress and anxiety don't happen to me. Yeah. There there's something that I I willfully partner with. Yeah. It, gosh, I wish I would have known that. Hmm. Before a year ago. I wish I I wish I would have known that. But um, I, man, I'm with you. That's been a recent development for me of being learning even something like someone else is not making you angry. You're making, you're, you're letting angry. yourself be angry. You're stepping into yes. that. That's you, something that meditation has helped me. I, I, I am offended. Yes. Someone did something, yes, but I have allowed myself to become offended. You've gone from an observer of that emotion to holding it and right. claiming that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, um, oh, another thought came to mind, but I, I won't go there. I'll stay on this, on this one. No, you can. But so number one, identify yeah. that you're in your head if you're feeling anxiety, fear, or stress mm-hmm. of any kind. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, stop. Get in touch with your heart. Like feel your heart, even if you need to like put your hand on your chest or feel your pulse. Get in touch with your heart. Get mm-hmm. it, that's just step number one in getting out of your head. Is don't let it have power and authority over you, yeah. right? Um, uh, it's a lot of people say like you're you're dealing with a two million year old brain, right? So anybody who's like a like pure evolutionist is like okay, like we've got a two million year old brain. I don't care how old it is. Like my head messes me up a lot when it's not connected to the rest of me. When it's when it's not connected to my heart, because my heart believes things. Okay, belief and faith isn't related to the head at all. Okay, it's related to the heart. How do, how do I know that? It's, I'll get all Bible-y for a second, okay? Uh, I'll allow it. You'll, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll, I'll ask for your forgiveness later. Yeah. I'll bleep it out. Right, good. <laughs> let I'm me get gonna, all. Let me get all marker, beep for marker a second on my yep. recorder That's here, good, so I can cut this good. out. Oh, Joel said Bible. Bible uh, uh, so the the Bible says God lifted the veil off of their mind because they believed. But hold on. Don't you think that God would lift the veil off of their mind? before they believed or that the veil would be removed because you believed right and what that tells me is that believing comes from the heart and not from the head it comes from the heart and so believe first and the mind will follow yeah yeah or or that or that the arena for which faith occurs is in the heart first Hmm. and god opens our understanding 
when our heart gets it. Hmm. You know, the, hmm. the arena for God doing work in me is in my heart. It's not in my head. Hmm. The arena for me coming awakened to love, to commitment, to honoring people is in my heart. And my head helps kind of... Uh, organize how to do those things but a lot of a lot of things come from my heart right knowing the practical things to do isn't enough I mean we say that all, a, a lot of yeah. times about about relationships or or art like I just don't feel like their heart is in it why is that important because the heart is the wellspring of truth it's the wellspring of of the deepest things that you can do I think your mind just helps you organize that. Mm. And that's a big thing for me to say because for the past, gosh, man, 13 years since I left North Central, I've said I really need to be able to wrap my head around things that, that I believe. Mm. I really need to yeah. do that. Now, I think that's important. I think it's important to be able to explain why okay. I believe things that I, that I do. I think it's really important to be able to organize the way that I love people, um, to be able to uh, mentally dissect the right way to move forward with something. But more, more often than not, when I know that a decision needs to be made, it's, it's originating in my heart and not my head. Because hmm. you can't just logic the crap out of everything. You can't. You're a human being, not a human doing. Yeah. And doing, a lot of doing comes from the head. Um, but doing that originates from the heart... Uh, Things that you do from the heart originate from who you are. Hmm. They originate from your being. Yeah. From who you've become. So, so that's something that I'm asking myself, yeah. especially right now in this season, yeah. is um, are the things that I'm saying, the way that I'm loving, yeah. the music that I'm playing, the interactions that I have with people, yeah. where's that coming from? Is that coming from a set of mental principles that I've that I've created to keep things making sense? Or am I interacting, loving, playing music, etc., from my heart? Yeah. And then let, letting my letting letting my mind and my heart talk to each other. Because man, I I think I've gone through a season. I'm not so sure, but I think I've gone through a season a long time where I've kept my heart out of things. Yeah. And I could blame that on things outside of me. There are definitely some things, uh, some situations, some some jobs that mm. I've been in that have been more focused around around the head than than the heart. Yeah. Right. F more focused on uh, logic instead of intuition. Hmm. Okay. The thing the 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 more successful we become, the more sense you have to make of things, right? Mm. The more you rely on your principles. Yeah. Newsflash to Joel, just because something worked well once doesn't mean you should build a principle around it because it might not work again. Yeah. The way that you confront conflict 
or the way that you confronted conflict two years ago might not be honoring now. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. You know, uh-huh. and and so um, uh, it's it's uh, intuition is just as important as logic is. Mystery, mystery, and certainty yeah. are walking down the same path, holding hands. That this whole thing leads me to my second question of the future. So we're talking about tools to get yourself out of the ruminating yeah. and the future stuff. Um, something I've learned from you uh, with working out and you're kind of like teaching me stuff about body movement and all that is that well, the especially body, like the, from a belly dancing standpoint. From a belly dancing standpoint. Yes. The body, when you're lifting weights, the body naturally in times of stress, when you push up muscles, moves towards positions of comfort. So if you, if you train yourself to lift weights a certain way incorrectly, your body will get trained to be hunched over the wrong way. And so when you are in the time in life when it really matters, your body will naturally go to where it's comfortable, where it's been trained yeah. to be in this negative stance, whatever right. that is. Or a stance at the, at the best, at the very best, that's not proper. Yeah. It may not do you total damage, but it's not doing you any favors. Yes. So this thought of what have you learned that you need to do um, to train yourself in these situations for future? Like you said, you've said all these things like, man, if you if you know you're in a trial trying time, then it's probably not that trying. Right. So how do you would how would you tell someone? tools to do right now when they're aware of themselves so that when the tough situations come out or are in front of them and even though they're not conscious of them yeah they can have the training like what are things in your life that you have decided to do lately that's putting you in a stance to be approaching situations healthy right does that make sense yeah totally totally yeah um i i really didn't like uh because of my experience 14 years ago with uh, Christian College, yeah. I really hated the words integrity and character. Yeah, I absolutely hated those words. Yeah. They still rub on me to this day. Yeah. Um, I rub on you to this it, day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, but uh, speaking I, of integrity, I've started speaking <laughs> go of integrity. On, go on. <laughs> uh. um, Though I don't like those words, lately I've realized how important those elements really are. Um, uh, and so uh, the way that we build character is by doing something a thousand times over and over and over again uh, when it's not important, seemingly not important, to when on the thousand and first time, when it's important, we just naturally do it without yeah. thinking about it. And that's, that's what I want to be relationally yeah. as far as honoring people goes. And I've, I've thought a lot lately about how I would want to be treated if I was found being dishonest, if I was found uh, being greedy, if I, was, uh, if I was caught on a bad day and I was angry or upset. I've thought a lot about that in the past in the past six months, I've thought, how would how would I want to be in this situation, you know, mm. um, and uh, and so I I've just I've practiced, I'm I'm practicing 
I'm I'm practicing the things that that build my integrity relationally mm-hmm. that seemingly right now don't matter yeah for when they will okay so so, like, so practically I'm trying to be super honest yeah I'm trying it's in a loving way I'm yeah. trying to be really honest with things I'm trying not to to the point of not exaggerating mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to I made a rule for myself in the past two months I'm only going to talk about things that I have experience with I'm not going to pretend to be the expert on things I'm going to give credit where credit is due I'm not going to try to use somebody else's words and thoughts to promote myself I'm not I'm not going to do that because I've caught myself doing that and it's it's integrous you know or sorry it's 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 uh it's whatever the disingenuous. opposite it's disingenuous yeah no. it's it's not it's not right um I am trying to look people in the eye when I when I talk to them right now yeah <laughs> deep gaze uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do that and I'm trying to see the person uh, for who they are instead of just uh, just taking them at face value mm. right like yeah. man I I've I've realized some of the some of the best relationships that I have in my life um, first impression wasn't great it wasn't great and so that rule, that law, that's a perfect example of, princip- of forming a principle around an idiom or, or you know, a popular worldview that is really just bogus. It's first impressions are important. At how, I mean, they are important for sure, but be willing to give another person another chance because yeah, that's what that's, a good point. that's what people that's what you would want people to do for you yeah. that's what I'd want people to do for me yeah. people people who have given me a second chance when they catch me on a bad day it it just it creates an environment of grace to mm-hmm. be able to build relationship with them to even help me in a weird way, be able to recognize how I had an off day and that I need to apologize for something. Yeah. Right? So, so um, another thing is that I'm trying to apologize as quickly as possible. And, and I'm, I'm only 32 years old. I feel like I've lived a lot of life for a 32-year-old. I've lived overseas. I've traveled the world. I've filled up a couple passports before I was 18. Yeah. Um, but I still have a lot to learn. The thing that I, I am realizing is that as you get older, lessons don't get easier to learn. They actually become harder because you, you're you learning ah, the easier yes. ones earlier in life. Hopefully you are. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you are. Um, and, and so, I mean, I offended my... The older my, you get, the harder the it is. The harder the lessons are to learn. Yeah. The more intentional you have to put on humility. You yeah. have to put on friendship. That you have to put on the um, that you have to put on gratitude. Yeah. And so I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to do that as quickly as possible. I've had to apologize in a couple family situations over the past six months mm-hmm. that I really did not want to apologize for, but I was blatantly in the wrong. Yeah. And it was so hard. I mean, to the point of like I even I even ruminated over one of them. I offended my brother, Isaac, 
there was something that I said about one of his friends, and I was completely off base about it. It was just very judgmental. I was completely off base. And uh, as soon as I got off the phone with him, I knew I offended him, and I knew I had to apologize. But I, I put myself through four hours of intense grief of no, I don't need to do that. I don't need to apologize for what I'm saying. He's my younger brother. He's nine years younger than me. What does he know? He's just young and offendable, right? <laughs> All wrong. Just the wrong way to go about things. And and he is he is one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of one of my top three most dear relationships with a man with a man yeah. that I have. I mean, I it's I've. I've bent over backwards in my life uh, to preserve our relationship and, and to help us grow, and he's done the same for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, why was it so hard to apologize to him when I knew I was in the wrong? It's because I'm just getting older. And, and uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was really a, a test. Are you going to apologize when it's really, really hard? When you're when you're one year older now, when you feel like you are justified that what you said was accurate, but you said it in a really judgmental, mean way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, uh, that's that's a thing. What else? What else? Um, I'm trying to be grateful for what I have. Yeah. I'm trying to be really grateful for what I have. And, uh, and gratitude sounds, that's another thing that just seems so cheesy to me. It's, I'm just be grateful. Oh, but it really no. Is, it's like but the it's greatest so tool important. I feel like I've find, found for myself, too. Dude, totally. Okay, another Tony like Robbins thing. And listing. Yes, the yes first, yeah, another Tony Robbins this. thing. Yeah, I love it. He's, he talks about gratitude yep. and, and even like set, like, you know, kind of addresses the people who poo poo it and think, oh, mm-hmm. just fill your heart with gratitude. I'm. I'm so grateful for this and that, and I'm I'm taking a dump today, and isn't it great that my digestive system <laughs> yeah. works appropriately? Yeah. Well, word up, these are my words, not his, but I mean, straight up, there are people who their digestive system does not work properly, and they're on a colostomy bag, and they have to empty that crap a couple times a day. So, wake up, right? Yeah. That's, that's an aside, that's my, those are my words. Yeah. Um, but but uh, Tony Robbins says, you know, a lot of people people say, oh, God, I don't believe in God. I don't understand. I don't experience God. I've never experienced God before. Whatever. And he says, well, it's probably because you're complaining and whining <laughs> uh, about, about everything. He's like, imagine you created a being, right? And you go to hang out with that being, and this being, all he does is complain about the weather, how hot it is outside, <laughs> how it's just miserable. The sun is so hot. It snowed again I don't, in Minnesota. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these ants, these ants, they come up and they, they bite me in the ass, and I just hate them. God, why, ants. Why, why do you create them? Blah, 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 right? Like, well, would you want to hang out with that thing that you created? Probably not. Like, uh, you know, compare that to like, you know, you create a being and you go and hang out with it and they say, wow, thanks for creating this environment around me. Like, I don't have to wear many clothes. I don't have to seek shelter too much because it's always warm outside. It's just amazing. I think the flowers and the trees that grow in this heat are just so beautiful. And 
Oh my gosh, I just love it so much. And these ants, these ants are just amazing. They can lift a hundred, a hundred, uh, lift something a hundred times their size. And, and, uh, and I mean, and you know it's what? They're, they're so brave that they even come up and they bite me. And I'm so much bigger, than, right? And, and so like, he's, he's going to extremes here, but I think maybe we'd experience God a little bit more. I agree with him. I think we'd experience God a little bit more or quite a bit more if we filled our hearts with gratitude. Mm-hmm. If we just decided to be grateful. Yeah. And gra- gratitude, I'm talking about, I'm talking about it this Sunday, is um, uh, fear, anxiety, uh, you know what I'm saying. No, you know what I just saying. love this. I love this. Fear, anxiety... Uh, um, stress and gratitude can't live in the same body mm. they can't so you fill yourself with gratitude and the fear will go away the anxiety will go away you can fill your heart with gratitude even in the most stressful horrible situations yeah. and um, I saw I saw my mom do that my mom in June this last June was diagnosed with the rarest form of cancer on the planet Okay, uterine leiomyosarcoma. It was stage four. She was dead in five months. And I sat there. I, we we literally picked up our lives and moved to South Dakota to be with her, and um, uh, had a lot of hopes that she'd turn around, that she'd kick it, uh, but she didn't. You know, it's just the way that that happened. But I watched day after day. Maybe in those whole five months, I think she only had two days where she gave in to fear. And every every other day, she f- she just talked about what she was grateful for. Mm. She filled her heart with gratitude. She literally would like sit in her chair when she couldn't stand anymore, and she just like shakingly put her hands in the air, just as a as a way to change her posture and like say that she was grateful for things and she couldn't speak Mm. there like the last like the last week of her life she couldn't talk she had to like write things down on a on a pad of paper and it it was like for that it's a really amazing thing when you watch somebody at the end of their life and I don't know if it's this way for everybody because I haven't been this close to it ever Mm. um but I think each of us have different elements and parts of different pieces that make up us. Mm. And I think they're scattered around. Like if you're looking at this table, right? Like I've got a coffee cup here. I've got my bowl here. I've got this little thing of jelly here, right? Like these are elements of me, mm-hmm. right? And the, the way that it looked for my mom is all of these elements came together all at once. And I looked at her. And I said, oh, that's who you are. Mm. That's who you are. Mm -hmm. And it was good. And it was great, right? But I I literally saw her, and she brought, I mean, all of the elements, even the ones that weren't good about her, like her anxiety or the way that that she wants to be viewed, Mm -hmm. right? Like the uh, appearance, if you will, like... Everything, you have no control of that. I think at the end of life, at least what I saw with my mother and what I've seen with other relatives that I'm close to, 
who have passed, is it all comes together there at the end, and the good wins over. Mm-hmm. And, and you actually see, I actually saw my mom rule over. All of it. All over the negative things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you were a problem for me before. Mm-hmm. Impression management, you were a problem for me before. But you know what? I actually don't care what yeah. I look like. Truly, who I am, I don't care what yeah. I look like. And I saw her do that. Like, oh. it's her, even the times where she was pessimistic mm-hmm. about things, when my mom had seasons of, of extended pessimism, right? Pessimism didn't win over. She's, yeah. She said, I'm more grateful than I'm pessimistic. Yeah. And it didn't have a place. It literally like, became obsolete there at the end when all those elements came together. Yeah. And Rob, it was beautiful. Is amazing, and I it's to to bring it all back. I think that's about cultivating integrity and character, to where like you do all of these things that are seemingly unimportant for the moment, and in the moment where they're really important, mm-hmm. um, it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And I I saw my mother do that. It just sounds like pure, pers- pure, true perspective. Like you, you were talking about this gratitude thing, and what naturally comes to my mind is like, oh, that's something I need to work on. I need to work on being more grateful and being. Th- but really, <laughs> like if you had true perspective, the kind of perspective that the end of your life brings, and right. what r- th- really things matter, she probably wasn't working on being grateful. No, that perspective. I mean, would, would you disagree? I mean, that perspective of what really matters in life, not to say it wasn't hard. Right. But, but it, it puts what, things into perspective. What matters? Yes, I think that does. And it, when, when she was in the, the last month, mm-hmm. the last 40 days of her life, people were showing up unannounced from all over the country mm-hmm. to say goodbye to her. Like they find out, like people are just like flying in to show up without telling us and just showing up in the hospital room or showing up at her door, you know, just to say how much she meant to them. And she, she told my brother as we were all there in the hospital room with her about 40 days before she died and she she had taken this downturn in health and we all thought it was going to be in the next 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, people start just showing up unannounced like the entire oncology ward of nurses from two levels up in the hospital they all came down like eight of them to say goodbye to mom and she'd she'd not known them very long at all like three months and they were all crying over mom just telling her just how great she's been friends who i mean people who've been friends for 40 years were showing up you know she was 53 when she passed and uh and she she says to my brother or sorry my brother jared says to her mom i hope you see how special you are Mm. as all these people are coming through right and she she you know faintly opens her eyes and she says i you know i see that they love me but i just don't understand why And um, I, th- I think it's because she was 
tr- she's treated she treated so many people with kindness mm. for years uh, when it seemingly didn't matter too much. And now, mm. and then there at the end of her life, it still didn't matter. You, I mean, you saw the heart of why she was being kind to people just because that's who she was. Yeah. It was just part of who she was. And so, um, so yeah, I think it was a perspective that my life is ending, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, long-term, long-term friends wouldn't be showing up. Yeah. Even even long-term acquaintances, that was the most ridiculous thing, is people who were just acquaintances who had known mom for like 10, 20 years, something like that, were showing up, like saying how incredible she'd been. Yeah. You know, what a, what, a, mm. what an instrumental person she had been in their life. And, uh, and so, mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I want to be... Yeah, I'm sure some of this is brought on by seeing my mom go through those things, but uh, and I I thank her for that. I thank God for that. But um, whether I had that experience or not, seeing her go through that, seeing her kind of come together at the end and be like, wow, like that's what you look like Mm. here at the end of your life. Like you're amazing right whether I'd had that experience or not I I really I really want to stop poo-pooing integrity and character mm. I want to I want to do what you I see say. That, that is so much more important I yeah yeah it's yeah. it's so important it's really important I mean because um, and it's not and even it's about all you have I guess I, it sounds like well but it's also it's it's all you are yeah, that's what, do, yeah, that, do yeah, that's I, what I mean. Have is yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like. I want to be somebody great, not because it gets me recognized. Yeah, I just want to be somebody great, who hopefully, and I want to internalize this more and more. Yeah, who hopefully is a blessing to other people. You know, when I get to the end of my life, um, I I want I want specific people and people who I don't even know to say he he was a gift to me. Mm. Not to make me feel better. I'm not going to be there when they say that. Yeah. Right. Like we get glimpses sometimes. Yeah. You know, of, of what a blessing we are to people. And um, I want to get better at that, too. Like, showing appreciation for people that I love, and that I care for. I don't want to wait until they're gone to talk about it. What like, use is it then? Right. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. Exactly. But I, I just know full well uh, yeah. that, that, uh, that I, won't, I won't really ever know... Uh, who I was to, to other people until the end, yeah. until after I'm gone, right? Yeah. Charlie Peacock responded to an email of mine like five years ago. Do you know who Charlie Peacock oh, yeah. is? Yeah, Civil Wars producer. You, be, you produced this, oh, all the really? Civil Wars stuff, yeah. But, I don't know his, his uh, recent stuff, but his old uh, stuff back in the day, CCM. Oh, baby. man, Come dear on, friend. Oh, dear friend, baby. Do you remember that song? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> I so that song still to this day makes me cry. But Charlie Peacock, I mean, he's he's uh, 
He's the founder of Art House oh, right okay. down in Nashville, and they have cool. a couple locations. They have a location up here in Minneapolis. Um, incredible producer, songwriter, incredible guy. And I just felt this thing welling up in me mm-hmm. to, to let Charlie Peacock know what, what his songs have meant to me yeah. over the years, even when I was just a child, and how they made me want to play music, yeah. right? And he sent me this gracious personal response where, uh, you know, he thanked me for what I said, but he also, but but then he kind of dipped deep into depressed artist land. And he said, he said, um, uh, you know, it's great to know one's life is a blessing. He didn't even talk about himself. He's like, it's great to know that one's life is a blessing, though oftentimes uh, we we don't know it until the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and that was it you know yeah you know thanks charlie like that was the deal and i and it, it's but it's true i mean and it's it's charlie's what you know twice my age yeah and things and uh i i know he's right i do i know yeah. he's i know he's right but he's had he's probably lost more people than i have yeah but uh, i'm just i'm just kind of riffing man i think all your sentiments point. your sentiments right now uh, wrap everything together in that it's all about w- what is this for? This whole conversation just naturally turned into like, what is the point of it? Yeah. Whether it's you're a musician, you're an artist, whatever side of that scenario you're coming from, whether yes. it's uh, just relationally uh, interaction with anybody, like what is the point? Is it for your own gain? Because if it's for your own gain in the long term, you're not going to see that. I think maybe, yeah. but if it's for other people, that's, I feel like if you make the point about other people and benefiting them and raising other people up, uh, I feel like that is something life is more full. You, yeah. And that's something you actually can see in your yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You get something so you can give it. Yeah. Totally. Oh man. Yeah. Dude. It feels I'm, good. I it feels am good. Such a Joel Bowers fan, dude. <laughs> I'm a Rob Morgan I'm fan. I'm so thankful. It oh, is so thanks, crazy buddy. that you are not that much older than me, but how much of a mentor you are oh, of buddy. mine. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm just honored like, to be viewed that way. Uh, just start talking about you. I love you, man. Joel is like the greatest. Oh, I love you so yeah, much. Dude. You got to know. Thanks for thanks yeah. for hanging out with me. Yeah. Oh, this is good. All right, I'm ending it here. Stop it. We're done. Do you want to say any swear words before we go? No, I'm good. <laughs>